Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Whatever they would be willing to offer Dalvin Cook less than 10.4, he probably doesn't want. He probably is a point where he would just like his freedom. So he'll take even less than that to go somewhere else. Yeah. He's just going to say, no, how about we pay you six? No. How about we pay you seven? No. And I don't know yeah, we got what their max is. is what their, I don't know what their max or is. what he can get on the free market. But I just get the feeling that whatever they have suggested so far he said isn't, no. isn't enough. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before he's traded with a contract revision or he's just cut loose. Observation. This is more for the YouTube audience, the visual there. That was Mike Florio and Chris Sims on PFT Live. Those guys are sitting really close to each other. <laughs> like, they could both just reach out and touch each other on the podcast set. Oh, I feel like they need to space it out more. You uncomfortable with that? Pull the camera back. Well, it's just like, you can if you can, like, feel someone's warm breath when you're doing a podcast Ugh. or a live show. I never even thought of that when I watched that, but that's... That's because yeah, you and I right. never sat that close to each other, you no, know, when we were doing the four-hour radio show. And that it was, was a small dumb. studio, but... You know, we would space it out a little bit, be laid back. And I get those guys are on camera, but couldn't we pull the camera back? I just don't know if I want to feel someone's saliva spraying at me while they're talking about Dalvin Cook. That was like the yeah. uh, press box at St. Cloud's Hockey Center at the Herb Brooks. <laughs> I mean, that is a that is an elbow-to-elbow elbow, Windows 96 computer monitors next to you. Um, well, but if you're looking tough. out the same direction That's fine. At, at, like, a game, it's a little different. I. I, I feel you. I'd rather have space. But if you're if you're looking at each other doing a podcast like that, it's kind it's of a lot weird. of germs, a lot yeah. of sharing of germs there, cross mingling. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that was a yeah. That's a hot take, dare I say? <laughs> it's a germaphobe take, maybe. Yeah, hot take. Purple Daily, your home for a uh, uh, germaphobic daily Vikings discussion, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you guys for making this one of the most listened to. And it's hard to quantify the the viewing of it compared to other podcasts, but we appreciate you guys making this one of the most consumed football podcasts in America over the past 15 to 18 months. Uh, we are very grateful for that. And no matter what you watch, TCL, our friends at TCL, have award-winning TVs. I can reach out and touch my TCL TV, but it doesn't spit on me when it's you know talking football. For any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Uh, before we get to sort of part two of our Jaron Hall discussion, 
we had a big discussion yesterday during Judd's rookie minicamp observations, and a couple guys got signed. Saw a couple guys, so the Zadarius Smith thing got announced this morning officially, and they grabbed a couple uh, undrafted rookie free agents that shined at that rookie minicamp and signed them. Uh, so we will get into sort of a part two Jaron Hall discussion, but what do you think of it? So the latest on Dalvin Cook is that, and you kind of heard some of it there, but the Vikings are trying to do right by him, that they want to either trade him somewhere where he can have a role that he wants or or release him so that he can go somewhere. To what extent do the Vikings have an obligation to do right by Dalvin Cook? Well, I mean, I, I think that if they're going to part ways and, you know, if he does not want his uh, salary cut, which is what Florio was talking about, at least here, I think, you know, doing right is is ultimately it's probably releasing him. But I think the Vikings are trying to do right by themselves by trying to get like a the reality, probably a sixth or seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. So I I think more so to that term of do right, I think the Vikings are are and they should be just as interested in doing right by themselves to try and get something back. Cause if you are really going to do right by Dalvin, like totally right and cut his salary to make him say I'm gone. I think you probably would have released him in March. Right. Cause like then th- there's a ton More of options. options. There's yeah. teams that drafted uh, players at that position now that might say no, thanks. Yeah. So I guess I disagree a little bit. I think that this is more so trying to do right for it th- themselves. My other question is this. So with the money that they are freeing up from the Zadarius Smith trade, w- which we talked about on Saturday, Phil, and now this coming up, is that going to go to Daniil? Like, like I got to think, think that so. there's, I think, and, and if that's what go to someone, and if that's what it's going to be, that's smart. I like that because like of the entire list of guys that we've gone through and talked about cutting or trading or keeping, I think at the end of the day, if you come out and go into training camp in late July with Daniel Hunter being the one guy that you not only kept but extended, I think that is doing right by the Vikings. And or do they – because what they're going to wind up doing with Zadarius being cleared out, they just opened up a huge chunk of cap space for this year and next year. And like you said, Dalvin's going to – it's way more than they would ever need to sign their one top 51. Cause the, so the salary cap applies to the top 51 highest paid players on your team. The only drafted rookie that's going to fall in that top 51, I think is Jordan Addison. And you don't need like $20 million in cap space this year to sign Jordan Addison. You need like three or something. So are there other players out there? And I mean, I'm looking at PFF's available free agent list. A guy like Melvin Ingram the third is an edge rusher that played for Miami. Like he's thirty four years old, but he's still a good edge rusher. Would they? Would they maybe use some of that money for a Daniil Hunter extension? Maybe they would use some of it to bring in just a depth edge rusher, a veteran guy that can come in here and fit into this system. I, I it wouldn't shock me if they still have a move or two left. An offense. I mean, Declan's on the record saying. They're probably going to the Dalton Risner's out there. They could go sign a guard or somebody in free agency. So they have money to play with for this. You want to call it like the third wave of free agency. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think the thing though is, so it's going to be in the next uh, few months, it's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as contracts go too. So ideally I think Hunter gets extended. The second thing is, so 
when Jefferson does his extension, it obviously doesn't kick in until after what the 2024 season, but I think they can incur and bring on some of the cap hit immediately and play games with that, which is probably smart because that contract is going to be huge. So I think that there is some accounting left to be done as well from Brzezinski's end on contracts. Yeah. Uh, And, and keep in mind. So I think what you're going to see is Jefferson signed to an extension Hunter, probably Hawkinson. And I guess if you can accelerate some cap hits now so that you, you don't have to start doing void years again, that would be the ideal. Yep. And by the way, Melvin Ingram did play at Miami, but he did not cross paths with Brian Flores. He only mm-hmm. played the one year in 2022, but I digress. So, all right, let's get into our Jaron Hall discussion here. So we we you know, we played some Kevin O'Connell clips. Judd was at the press conference and was at the, the rookie minicamp availability on Friday. And we did kind of a deep dive into just the mostly the idea of the Vikings starting their process of life after Kirk Cousins. And it doesn't mean that Jaron Hall is going to, I don't think he's like being crowned by any means, but he's the first foray into a young quarterback that they can bring on, bring into the system and start developing. Right. So I think the question I want to ask you guys today, and I've done a little digging on this and looking at some of the, the quarterbacks, the last 20 years that were drafted fifth round and later or fourth round and later, because I'm going to include Kirk cousins in that conversation and Dak Prescott. And what are some of the attributes needed to break out and be one of like the one in every 10 guys that actually becomes a starting quarterback? But sure. what should we do with Jaron Hall in terms of how we view him? Should we be judging him? I think when Kellen Mond was drafted, because he was a third round pick, and some of the draft talking heads like the Chris Sims of the world actually said, you know, this guy, he's a third round pick, but I have him higher than these first round pick grades. Mm-hmm. I think and we might have been a little guilty of this, but I do think we had some level-headed discussions about Kelamon saying, I mean, there's a good chance he's a bust, but hey, maybe. But we viewed Mond as he could be a successor to Kirk Cousins. How should we view Jaron Hall? Should we view Jaron Hall? Should we judge him starting in the preseason and going forward as a guy that, hey, the expectation is until they get somebody else, this is the guy that takes over for Kirk Cousins. What's the What's the fair bar to set for Jaron Hall? Go ahead, Declan. I think you need to figure out if, number one, he can obviously complete passes and how he reacts in practice because preseason games isn't going to matter too much, right? Like that's where really everything you kind of start to analyze and get to know if this player can be a hit or not. And training camp practices matter more. I know a lot of people, I think we're getting closer to people understanding that, but there still probably is a selection of people who still think, well, look what uh, Kyle Sloter did in a preseason game in week three against the Raiders. Like he lit up for... 250 yards and completed 75% of his passes. He must be great. It doesn't matter. He's playing against third or four string guys who are going to be camp cuts as well. That does not matter. It's how they react in practice. So I think he needs to be brought along uh, slowly, I guess, to a degree. And if there's room where Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips, et cetera, can look at Hall and say, this guy actually is a better option than Nick Mullins, which by the way, is a tough hill to climb too. Nick Mullins has started games. Nick Mullins is a capable backup quarterback. So if he has to show them enough that it's worth having Jaron Hall as a backup to Kirk Cousins over someone who is safer and more reliable in Nick Mullins, I think that's his first step. Can he outperform Nick Mullins and take his roster spot? I would say that's probably a fair level expectation for Jaron Hall in 2023. I I think this is a really intriguing discussion because I I think it goes um, 
I think Jared Hall plays a role here, but I think he just plays a role. So I would say that the expectations from a starting point, from from the fan base standpoint, from our standpoint, should be don't visit the sins of, of Kellen Mond and how he was not developed upon Jaron Hall. This is a new day. This is a new era. This is a new coach. It's a and new I, day. Yes, yes it, it is. is. And I think what, what's that from? I don't, don't even know. It's, it's usually a random wrestling reference. Okay. Whenever whenever it's a non sequitur that you don't understand, it's probably wrestling. Wrestling. Okay. I thought it might yeah. be a movie too. Anyway, <laughs> so Jaron Hall, to me, the expectation should be that this is the beginning of, as you said at the outset, Phil, um, this should be the beginning of Kevin O'Connell's foray into molding quarterbacks. So, like, I don't have an expectation. I don't know. It is, as you have documented a few times, Phil, it is probably a long shot that Jaron Hall is ever going to turn into a starting quarterback in this league, okay? He's a fifth-round pick. He's not a third-round pick. Uh, The odds say no. But that doesn't mean that the door cannot be left open for Jaron Hall and for O'Connell to have seen something there. But, I mean, there should be no immediate expectation other than this is the first time that O'Connell is going to get the chance to mold a quarterback. And, look, any QB they draft, including first-round picks, are going to need to be fine-tuned. So, like, that's where I start, that this is more – along those lines, as opposed to, boy, I really think Jaron Hall should be starting in two to three years. That's not, that's not how I'm thinking. I'm thinking more of what's going to take place now. That's going to give the eventual, and it probably won't be Jaron Hall, the eventual young quarterback who plays for this team. What's it going to look like for that player to get the best chance possible in large part because of coaching? Yeah. So, yeah, I I think, I don't even know. Like, I struggle with the backup thing too because, yes, the first step would be because he's certainly not overtaking Kirk Cousins as long as Cousins is the version that he is. There's only one more year left of Cousins. Would it shock me if maybe they like the development of Jaron Hall and Cousins has a big season? Maybe in 2024 they do an extension or something, and and now and so Cousins at age 35 continuing to play well, and Jaron Hall is the main backup, and he continues his understudy project, right? But I was looking through. We've brought up this, uh, I guess, these odds before, kind of in the lead-up to the draft. But, you know, the reality is, if you're drafted in the fifth round as a quarterback, it's it's a graveyard of just clipboard holders that go to play in the USFL or go become position coaches. It's a, it's it's the John David Booties of the world, really. It's a lot more guys, by far, never step foot on an NFL playing field as a fifth-round draft pick quarterback than become a multi-year starter who's close to a franchise quarterback. So I'll repeat this again for probably the third time on the show in the last three months. Since 2000, 139 quarterbacks have been drafted in the fourth round or later, not counting this last draft class. So 139. Seven of them became multi-year above average starters. Those are the odds of Jaron Hall becoming the successor to Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins was one of those seven. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Tony Romo was undrafted. Dak Prescott was, I think, a fourth-round pick. Tyrod Taylor, I'm counting. He, he had a nice little run there with, with, for like four years in Buffalo as a good, solid, average NFL quarterback. Matt Castle had a nice little run there in Kansas City. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had some Fitz magic runs. I think he classifies at times as, for sure, a solid, average quarterback in the NFL. 
even though he never played in the playoff game. And then David Garrard is the seventh one. He took over for Byron Leftwich and had four or five good, solid years on good Jaguars teams. And I was looking through these seven quarterbacks. Are there any notable trends or traits? They're all kind of different, but what are the notable trends and traits between these seven guys that you can say, all right, you're going to have to cross-reference these things as you watch Jaron Hall's development. And I would say I found four themes among these quarterbacks. And if you want to throw Russell Wilson in here, by the way, because it kind of feels like the Vikings might, they might see a little Russell Wilson. He's, he's kind of an undersized mobile state, but stays behind the line of scrimmage yep. to make plays. He's a, he's a leadership guy, right? He's, he's got a very mature personality. So if you want to include him in, in this group too, even though he was a third round pick, but almost all of these guys were drafted to winning franchises with really good infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Now, Kirk was drafted to the, to Washington. So he's kind of an outlier, but he had incredible position coaches. He had Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin O'Connell, and Kirk himself without those coaches was incredibly meticulous and diligent and obsessive about being an NFL quarterback. Tony Romo sat for three years on a Bill Parcells coach team with Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator. Just got to soak that in for three years. Uh, David Garrard got to sit for three years on a winning Jaguars team. He was drafted by Tom Coughlin the first year. You know, went on to win multiple Super Bowls with the Giants. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's one of the ones that kind of got drafted into turmoil. With in fact, that you covered uh, the Vikings. I think you covered the game where Fitzpatrick made his first ever start. I want to say or like for the, second ever start for uh, for the Rams. Yes his rookie year, and it was kind of a train wreck, and then they yeah. sat him for, he sat for like three years. So he's one of the ones that kind of overcame just like a really weird start, but he also went to Harvard. He's incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. high EQ, high IQ. So if you look at all these guys, I think drafted to a winning franchise with great infrastructure, high IQ, high EQ, just really like everything clicks very quickly for you. You get along with teammates, you're a leader, and you kind of, at least to some extent, maybe all these guys aren't the best leaders, but like, they're mature adults, I guess, is the way that you would classify it. In most cases, Dak Prescott notwithstanding, Russell Wilson notwithstanding, these guys were allowed to sit for multiple years and observe and get better. And I would say about half these guys are mobile, too. They can they can overcome some of the other physical shortcomings by just keeping plays alive and being mobile. Mm-hmm. Well, Jaron Hall kind of, he starts, to, I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but the Vikings are a winning franchise oh. with good infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Jaron Hall Jaron Hall was one of the highest scores on the uh, mental cognition test. He's 25 years old. He's one of the oldest prospects in the draft. He's very mature. He spent a couple of years on a mission, and then he went into college football at BYU. So I think he checks the high IQ, high EQ box. He'll probably be allowed to sit for at least a year or two, right? And he's mobile. He can keep plays alive with his legs. I'm not saying these things guarantee that he's going to be a great starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think... He's got some boxes checked that put you on the right track to eventually, maybe in two years or three years, do something as a starting quarterback. And that's what the Vikings see. Like, and and but but you know, it's interesting because I think that we think of this um, in a different way than the team does. I think we think, oh, they drafted a quarterback. Cousins is going to be, you know, potentially gone after 2023. Could this be the guy? And certainly that factors in. Okay, but I also think. Uh, to your point about bins or silos, Phil, I think there's different silos to put these players in, right? 
And this is a this is probably what O'Connell considers, and I, I'm not trying to be a smart ass here, but almost a side project of a quarterback in the fact that it's a developmental yeah. guy. He has no pressure. He can sit. Like O'Connell is not going to be like, we gotta get this right and we gotta get that right. Which which is why in one of the two clips that we played on yesterday's show, he's talking about how much of the mechanics can be broken down and then rebuilt. So I think this is siloed into a different conversation as far as expectation. Um, but the thing that I like about this is, yes, to be drafted by this team, he had to check boxes. There's no question. Like they're not just they're not going to panic in the fifth round and say, we just have to take a quarterback, Jaron Hall. They're yeah. going to say our scouts looked at this kid and like him. And so, yeah, I think that this is a very low risk potential high reward type of draft pick. Um, is this Cousins' replacement? Probably not. Is it a bad idea? Absolutely not. You know, you brought up, like, like it's like a side project. There's companies like Google, for instance, where they'll they'll allow certain employees, hey, you know, you're going to work X amount of hours a week on the Google stuff, but we will also help fund a side project, sort of an entrepreneurial within the company side project that's what it reminds me of. It's like it's like having your own quarterback incubator in house. You know, the Eagles the Eagles talk openly about this this philosophy of just because we have Carson Wentz doesn't mean that we shouldn't draft Jalen Hurts in the second round, or just because we have Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't mean we shouldn't draft Trey Lance and then Brock Purdy. You know, there's there's a lot of smart organizations that just keep taking random shots at quarterbacks and you now Brock like Brock Purdy is a good example for San Francisco. And he was a seventh round pick. Jaron Hall's a fifth round pick. They weren't drafting Brock Purdy to be their starting quarterback. But because you've got a great infrastructure, a great system, because you're not desperate to throw him into the fire, did they put him in when he was ready? And I guess they were a little desperate because quarterback injuries, but um but they had good infrastructure, good coaches, good weapons, everything was kind of built. The car was ready to drive. It's not the Houston Texans, it's not the Jets for the better part of the last twenty years. Or the Browns, how many quarterbacks did they burn through? If you have your house in order, it yeah. gives you a better chance for a Brock Purdy to step up. Now, d- does it mean that it has to be a binary situation where, well, Brock Purdy, then if he's not a 10-year franchise quarterback, he's a failure? Well, maybe Brock Purdy already served his purpose. He won five or six games for the 49ers, got them to the playoffs, and maybe he'll start for a while this year, but they're probably going to have their head up looking for their next quarterback. And maybe that's what Jaron Hall is at some point. Maybe he comes in. Maybe Kirk gets hurt. Maybe they bring Kirk back in 2024 and he gets hurt or something. And Jaron Hall plays five games because he's got great receivers. He's got uh, helpful coaching infrastructure. He helps you for a half season, but he's like a Nick, he's a Nick Mullins level backup. You, but you need guys like that. And the Vikings for so long have just been so scared to take chances. And when they do take a chance, they don't, they have just a bunch of defensive sort of bumbling. Guys like Mike Zimmer that would rather not even like Mike Zimmer detested the fact that Kellen Mond even existed in his building, you know, so like Kirk at the time, right? And, but Kirk was enough of a professional and veteran to kind of overcome it to yeah, some extent, yep, not to a full extent, but but that's that's probably where things are at here. I like the way you put it. It's a side project. Jaron Hall is a fun, entrepreneurial side project in the Vikings quarterback room with with only upside, right? If it doesn't hit, okay, whatever, that's fine. Not a big deal. It's a fifth-round draft pick. But if it does hit, it's going to be a really good, cheap option for a couple of years that maybe takes over for Kirk for a little bit. Yep, and this is why 
among the reasons why you hired Kevin O'Connell, this is one that's important, right? Because he can do things like this. He can develop guys. If it doesn't work, he, he can say it's, it doesn't work. But like you feel like when, when the Jaron Hall car is brought into your garage to be worked on, you feel like the mechanic is competent. <laughs> Previously, you didn't take chances because you didn't feel like, at least when it came to quarterbacks, which, as we've said before on this show, is the most important position in sports, the most important single. You know, why would you, why would it only be if you think that you can get a guy who's going to be or is a star? That you're like, that's the only time. You know, Kirk Cousins, yeah. we're going to sign him to this contract. And then, like, part of the problem, and I, I think par- part of my personal bias against Kirk at times has been, and this is not Kirk's fault, but he was brought into the garage as, well, if we're going to, you know, it it has to be a top-line car and that's it. It's like, okay, that's fine, but are you developing anybody? Mm-hmm. You know, Ponder doesn't work, and it's a disaster. I would argue that in today's league, um, that, that there is probably a handful of teams that if Ponder didn't work, they're like, okay, it didn't work. Yeah. But we have options. You know, Trey yeah. Lance should be a disaster. The, yeah. the Trey Lance thing should be a, we should be, football fans should be talking about that. Is, is Lynch in trouble? Is Shanahan in trouble? Look at that trade, third overall pick, and you yeah. you whiffed it, it looks like. But it's not. Why? Because they have more cars in the garage. Correct. Here's another interesting, I think, trend to watch. You can, and you'll start to see some of this when you get to watch the full training camp practices, like the 11-on-11. How does Jaron Hall perform under pressure? Because that was something he struggled with at times at BYU. And it's something, quite frankly, that most quarterbacks in college struggle with. Sure. Quick side street for a second. This is why it wouldn't be the worst thing to go, like, 2-15. and 15. Caleb Williams for USC last year. So he was pressured on 33% of dropbacks, which is probably about average. So one in every three dropbacks, Caleb Williams experienced pressure. When he was pressured, he had the highest PFF grade, 85 out of 100. He threw for over 1,000 yards, 9 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 116 passer rating. When pressured. That's why Caleb Williams is projected to be the number one overall pick. Because it's not it's not how you perform when conditions are perfect, which we talk about with Kirk all the time. It's how do you perform when conditions are imperfect. But on the Jaron Hall front, when conditions are clean, so uh, the best quarterback, the best passer rating in all of college football last year with with a clean pocket was C.J. Stroud, thirty five touchdowns, four interceptions, seventy two percent completions with a clean pocket and a 136.6 NFL passer rating. The third best quarterback when the pocket was kept clean was Hendon Hooker. So he had 25 touchdowns, one interception, 10 yards per attempt, 72% completions, and a 130.2 passer rating. I gave you the number one and the number three. The guy sandwiched between C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker when the pocket is clean last year for BYU was Jaron Hall. He had a 131.3 passer rating, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions, and nine yards per attempt. He also had 18 big-time throws as they're classified by PFF. And his adjusted completion percentage was higher than both those other guys because he had some extra drops, uh, it looks like, maybe, that those guys didn't have. But 
that's kind of Kirk Cousins' career, too. They might see a little Kirk and that, hey, they see a guy that's he's a good human being. When the conditions are clean, he makes a lot of big-time throws, and he's a good quarterback. But when things get muddy, that's been Kirk's bugaboo throughout his career. But Kevin O'Connell helped Kirk with that last year. Yes, he did. So Kevin O'Connell might be able to say, Jaron Hall, listen, man, when the conditions are clean, keep firing away, baby. I'm going to help you when it gets muddy because that's what life is like two-thirds of the snaps in the NFL. So if KOC did it, if, if KOC got Kirk to play with a quiet mind last year, can he get development side project Jaron Hall to play with a more quiet mind? It'll be interesting. And, and Hall can also escape more too. So like, I, I think that's where O'Connell is probably intrigued as well, is that, you know, because Kirk is, and Kirk can take off. So I'm not trying to say he can't because we, we have certainly seen it. But Jared Hall is probably more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I think what O'Connell's intrigued by, and he should be, is what happens if the joystick can do more things? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens if I can take it right or left or do some things? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I got a I got a slight conspiracy theory for for you about the first name that you broached, Caleb Williams. Do you Wait, find... hold on, hold on, hold yep. that conspiracy theory for just a moment, okay? I, because we we need to shout out a sponsor here beforehand. I, we're gonna, oh, I like what classic, you did there. Classic radio tease right oh, here. Oh, that's right. Honestly. We're gonna. That's right. Come on, Greeny. Coming yep. up next. Uh, coming up next, Judd is going to blow your mind with a Caleb Williams conspiracy theory after Declan talks about Manscaped and Manscaped.com. I have not seen this. I have not heard about this. This is the first time I'm knowing about this. Uh, Manscaped <laughs> is one of the better gifts you can get for Father's Day. So Mother's Day has came and went. And now next is on Father's Day, coming up here in about a month. So we all know dads love their comfort, okay? Yeah. And if- your dad probably hasn't done the maintenance needed okay no. let's be honest he has oh, not he's gotten oh. he's gotten a little comfortable oh, down there no you, you, whether it's upstairs <laughs> downstairs and you know grooming routine is already dialed so you got to make sure you hook them up you know with one of these manscaped products whether it's the beard trimmer or the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker for the nose don't sleep on the no, no. one wants to see those hairs hanging Old out of your nose, nose. That's oh, a great get rid point. of them. It's oh, a choice. You're right. If if you're an old man, if your dad has nose hairs, that's a family choice. Yes. Manscaped is here to fix it. And you, as a son or daughter, cannot allow that to happen. So you can go to Manscaped and you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with promo code Purple. You just type in Purple in the checkout counter uh, in the promo code section. You'll get twenty percent off and free shipping on any Manscaped product, whether it's for the nose, for the face, below the belt, doesn't matter. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with promo code PURPLE. 
A shout out to our friends also at Dennis Kirk. We appreciate Dennis Kirk supporting us here on Purple Daily. It is officially riding season. I mean, today it's like 82 degrees in the afternoon, not a cloud in sight. So make sure your motorcycle is ready to ride this summer with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right, Judd. Caleb Williams, conspiracy theory. Okay. And, and conspiracy might be strong, but I'm connecting dots, all right? So I was watching some uh, Jordan Addison film a couple of days ago. Wow. You know, route running and, and seeing. Football. And again, because I'm impressed. I don't think he's super fast, but I think he is football fast, as we talked about. Uh, we we on need our Judd show. film breakdowns on yes, this right. show during the fall. Judd film breakdowns. But Let's you know what occurred to me as I watched that film? Who knows USC quarterback better than the guy who caught passes from him? Who would be more in tuned with that guy? Who could bring you intimate knowledge from within your organization about a guy that you might try to, and I'm I'm just I'm saying try to, and I'm connecting dots here, okay? But who could bring you more information than a kid who supposedly is mature, Mm -hmm. very professional? Mm -hmm. Because you know what? When we are talking about quarterbacks and potential high draft picks, there is probably nothing more important than the starting point being inside the noggin of said quarterback. Addison would have intimate details to tell you about what this kid's football pedigree is. And it occurred to me, you played with him. So, like, he's going to know every, he's going to know a lot. I just found it interesting if it is true that the Vikings tried to or at least made calls in trying to trade him for Bryce Young, who went first overall. Yeah. That shows a willingness at some point in time to make a very bold move. And if you're going to make that move, you better, you better make damn sure you're right, okay? I'm not saying that, that Addison was drafted for that purpose. I'm just saying, to go back to what Phil said, if you're checking boxes, Declan, like let's say you're checking boxes, that would be an interesting box to check. Mm. I like it. I like I it. Mean, it's not like uh, it's not like that's why he was taken. Well, no, Just but very clear. But the I think I'm I'm actually more intrigued, kind of by your your Bryce Young point here, in that for anyone saying, guys, stop talking about Caleb Williams. Right. There's there's no way. Well, they tried to trade. I don't know like how far along they got, but they were definitely like having discussions about trading up for the, they didn't think trading up for Bryce young was a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. They were having discussions. So if the first two teams in the draft, let's say, I don't know, we'd have to go through a list and see, but if the first two teams in the draft are not quarterback needy teams, maybe a quarterback goes down with an injury and your backup has to play. And all of a sudden, like an unexpected team drafts first overall, right? Well, that team's going to trade the first pick, right? Cause they don't need a quarterback unless, the, unless, this is where it gets dicey. Are there teams that would move off their quarterback for Caleb Williams? And I the think Cardinals. a lot of te- the Cardinals probably would. Yes. Right. That's so, the, so we won't really know until that landscape takes shape, but the Vikings have shown us, Hey, we're pretty much willing to get splashy if needed to find a quarterback that we really like. We didn't pull the trigger this time because we couldn't, they weren't going to give up the number one overall pick, but they were in there splashing around. Hmm. Interesting. I would say, you know, the best case scenario, I think Phil laid this out too. Like, let's say Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert just suffers an ACL tear week one. Okay. And then one of those quarterback needy teams goes, you know, 
or one of those like, non-quarterback needy teams goes, you know, two and fourteen, two and fifteen, and they're just terrible because they lost their franchise guy. Well, I'm pretty sure those two franchises are not going to be tempted to take Caleb Williams because they have Trevor Lawrence, they have Justin Herbert, and let's say the Vikings, who were obviously a little bit of an overachiever last year, also only win six or seven games. Well, going up from number eleven to number one is a hell of a lot easier than what the Vikings are typically going which is between yeah. pick 17 and 23, which adds another first-round pick, another whole layer of compensation that has to go there. That would probably be the path to be the conspiracy to go up and get them. I don't think they can jump up more than 12 spots. Like The Vikings will have to be obviously disappointing, too, this season than to be in play, to, I think, to trade up to the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah, Like the more you have to climb, the, the more aggressive it is. Plus, you're going to be in a bidding war, and so other teams are going to... You're going to be trying to bid against like nine teams... Um, real quick, one more thing on this, just sort of college quarterbacks looking forward. So Bo Nix was the second best quarterback. He's the Oregon quarterback from Auburn and Oregon. He's the second best quarterback when pressured. Are you laughing because you don't like Bo Nix? I'm just like, he's like 28 years old and he's on like his third team in Oregon, isn't he? Like he's, he's, he's played old. four years as a starter, three at Auburn, one in Oregon. For Oregon. Yeah. I'm, and now yeah. he's going to play. I just la- I was uh, I was talking to Thor and Tyler about that yesterday. I'm just like, is this guy like is is he actually gonna get drafted? Is he gonna be like with this Walker by the time he's like in the NFL draft at this <laughs> point? Like the guy's just been around forever. I, yeah, what is he? He's not. Is he older than? He's not that old, is he? He's 23. He's 23. Okay, he's younger than Jaron Hall. He's 23. I did see. I, I did see on on CBSSports.com yesterday a 2024 mock draft that actually had the North Carolina. Quarterback May, right? Yeah. Um, falling to fourth, the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah. It was um it was Caleb Williams. It was um is it Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Yep. at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I want to say a defensive end third and, and then, then Drake May Drake fourth. May fourth. So yeah. that yeah. gives you a fighting chance if you like Drake May a lot. And I don't. I just don't think the Vikings realistically could they trade up to one of those spots. They're probably going to have the twenty first or twenty fourth pick or something. So a guy like Bo Nix, who's what six foot three, six foot four, two, he's more of a prototypical size, and uh, he has a ton of college experience. And he and he kind of broke out for the first time at Oregon last season, and he was really good under pressure. Just that's probably one to keep an eye on. Okay going forward in terms of where the Vikings would be drafting. So I just forgot, so even was, though he's 50 years old. Yeah. He was a true freshman when he played at, at Auburn. He like, he, oh, you already buried him. He, he was a, he was a yeah, true, you, you, in 2019, that was, that feels like yeah, for, pre pandemic, you know, the know. Gophers were really good that year. No, like, that you know what? Like it's a decade late. ago. Was that the year that, yeah, they, didn't they beat Bo Nix in the, what yeah, you call they it probably did. In the mm-hmm. in the Iron Bowl, yeah, or not the Iron Bowl? Excuse me, the yeah, the, the, bowl, the bowl, wrong bowl. <laughs> you know, typical wrong bowl. Typical score north. Somebody has to shovel dirt on a young quarterback who is nothing but upside. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, there's a. I want to get your thoughts real quick before we wrap the show. There's something interesting that made people mad. NFL fans mad yesterday. A shout out to our friends, real quick, over at uh, Aquaside keeping your lakeside area from being mucky and grimy. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, stepping out on the dock and stepping out in the water finally now that it's 80 degrees plus here in the Twin Cities and you're getting closer to cabin season and then you have to step in that nasty lake weed or algae. And actually, your friends at Aquaside will help you diagnose what the heck's in that lake or that pond, wherever you have, and they'll help you get rid of it too 
with their Aquaside pellets, which is a do-it-yourself product. And I know you're probably wondering, what are these things? You know, as a, as a non-DIYer myself, am I sure I can do this? Yes, you can. They'll walk you through how to use it. Go to Aquaside.com. They're located in the Twin Season White Bear Lake, too. But go to Aquaside.com to learn more. And Federated Insurance, uh, we appreciate their partnership here. They've been helping us grow and build our business at Score North and Purple Daily. And they've been doing the same thing for business owners around the state of Minnesota and across the entire country since 1904. They're based in Owatonna. They work with clients in all 50 states. And you can find a list of industries Federated specializes in. If you're a young business owner, maybe you're a next-generation business owner taking over a family business or taking something over from your parents, or maybe you're just a high-level decision-maker, a next-generation business leader inside your organization, Federated is here to help you. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. So for the first time, an NFL playoff game will air exclusively on a streaming platform this upcoming season. The NFL and NBC Universal have agreed to put one of this season's playoff games, it'll be the, the wild card weekend, the Saturday night game, will be on Peacock. You will not be able to find it on network television, cable television, only available on Peacock, and people are pissed. How do you guys feel about this? It's where it's going. Yeah. I, yes, uh, like I get, I get the fact that probably the people around my age hate this and think it's it's stupid. But we're going, or I, I shouldn't say that we've gone in that direction. Okay, so like yeah. if you like sports, um, and Peacock. And NBC as an entity are paying a huge price to, dare I say, piss you off to get you used to this. Um, the, the switch to what the Amazon Prime streaming game on Thursdays started this. If you're pissed, get past it and make a decision. How much do you want to watch it? Because they're not going to like bring this back. They're not going to say, hold on a second. We mm-hmm. never knew the reaction would be so bad. Let's get it back on NBC. They're going to say, hold on a second. We got a huge paycheck. Let's do this more. Yeah. So I, I would caution if you're ticked off, um, adapt, adjust. It might suck. But the reality is network TV as we know it is dying. It's dying. Streaming is going to be where it, it's at. And and. People like me need to get past streaming. Streaming is TV. Like, it's on your TV. So, mm-hmm. like, I think we think streaming, computer, got to watch on your computer. We're, no, you we're, don't. It's a, we're basically doing a TV show. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, the it's point is, weird. for all of you sports dads and sports moms who think this is stupid, you got to get past it because this is where it's going. And, by the way, your kids are not going to object. I love Peacock personally. It is probably actually one of my. I, the only thing I don't like the functionality inside of it stinks. Like trying to find certain episodes or even like WWE, like trying to navigate to SummerSlam 2004 because I'm a weirdo and I want to put on a random wrestling pay per view. It's hard to get to there, but it has my WWE. It has The Office, which like I'll, I'll pay any streaming service that has The Office essentially. And yeah, it's got live sports. It's got NBC. It's got that stuff, too. So I actually like it. And for whatever reason, um, and I, I'm, maybe Peacock executives are listening to this now, and they're going to pull the plug on this. Uh, if you're like an Xfinity customer, it pays, like, you get Peacock for free. At least you were grandfathered in. I get it. 
I haven't been an Xfinity customer in over a year, and I still haven't been charged for Peacock, and I'm just going to continue assuming that I'm just going to get Peacock for free. So I'm basically getting it for free. It's been fine. I really enjoy it, so I have no problem with this. I also think, real quick, because Apple TV does these Friday night Major League Baseball games. Yep. Those are free. If you want to watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV, you got to pay whatever it is, you know, five, ten bucks a month. But those baseball games, you're not being charged money to watch those baseball. You so are now. You, you you weren't last year. Yeah, you oh, are so now. Last year it was free. It. Yeah, you got to be an Apple it. TV okay. subscriber. And I don't get do that. Yeah, that. And you know what? Dumb. Okay, I, I'm wrong. I pay a ton for cable. We we get a couple of the streaming things, but like I, you know what? When the Twins were on Apple TV. Uh, in Cleveland, two weeks ago on Friday. Wait for it. I tuned in to Corey Provis and Dan Gladden. Shocking. And it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Like you, you got you your do own, have to your make own decisions. visuals. You do have to make decisions. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying you have to. Like I can't bitch about. I can't bitch about sports trying to find different revenue streams. Yeah. That are that are inevitable. So okay, so on this front. Is this playoff game going to be available for free on Peacock, or are you only able to access the uh, access this with? I mean, if you're a cable subscriber, it sounds like you get Peacock. I'm a cord cutter, so I pay for Peacock because uh, WWE Network and um, Save the Bell, the reboot from a couple years ago. I still have to watch. Why they got my too. money? I don't know. I can't find anything about. I don't think it's, it's free. Be. Yeah, I don't no, think I think it's, it's going to be. You got to pay for it. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Well, so that's to me, that's kind of the line there where if it's free, I don't understand. Like the baseball bitching last year when it was free. Yeah. What's this Apple TV? Well, 85% of America has a smartphone. You download apps. Like I'm assuming that the 85% of America that has a smartphone understands how to get an app on your phone and open it. It's no different than, and I'm sure maybe not quite 85%, but I'm assuming a very large percentage of Americans have smart TVs in their living rooms at this point where you have mm-hmm. either a plugged-in Roku device or a built-in Roku device, TCL TV. Yeah, I was going to say, from TCL, what, yeah. what more could you want? So in terms of, like, accessibility, yep. I don't see how it's a problem. This is how everyone is using their phones, et cetera. But if you're asking me to pay for a Saturday night playoff game, the principle sounds a little. But again, like, you're paying for so many things now. You're paying, if you're an out-of-state viewer, you're paying, like, 300 bucks a year for the NFL Sunday ticket. You're... So we're kind of desensitized to even the monthly payments on these platforms. But I don't know. I agree with Judd. This is where it's headed, so I'm not going to blow a gasket. I'll just pull up Peacock and watch the game. Maybe it'll be the Vikings playing on that Saturday night. If we are going to complain about what one thing in sports, it's baseball's blackout restrictions and nothing else as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, don't make it. Here's Here's my thing. Tell me where I need to go and what I need to pay to watch it. Don't tell me. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. but if you live in Minneapolis, St. Paul, it's you so can't bad. watch this. Don't tell me that because then yeah. you're just idiots. Well, that's the beauty of the the NFL, at least. You can watch the games. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, I can sit here. Hey, I have a $20 bill in my hand for this month. Please take it and tell me where I can watch your game. And baseball says, and eh. the Twins, for instance, say, eh, you can all, we'll take it only if you go to this one platform. Well, I'm already going. I already have. I already have the cable channels covered on my YouTube TV subscription. I'd rather not go through all the jumping through the hoops and all that crap. Just let me pay to watch your product. Five teams in Iowa are blacked out. (laughs) I love how that's their solution. Okay, so there's no team in Iowa. So we could either, one of two things, 
let people from Iowa watch every game so they can become fans of baseball or watch no games Cubs because all of those teams are close to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily here, Daily Vikings Entertainment. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel, helps us spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. And the same goes for the Apple uh, podcast listening audience. If you give us a five-star rating and a positive review, it helps spread the word. We'll see you guys tomorrow for some Write That Down predictions.